Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaos. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Before we get this week's episode started, I'd like to make an announcement. Our friends at the Good Friends of Jackson Elias podcast are hosting A Weekend with Good Friends, which is an online gaming convention that they're organizing via their Discord server. If you'd like to join in the convention, or perhaps even run a game yourself, you can stop by BlasphemousTomes.com, their website, and uh, connect up with the Discord and join in. Game Master signups are open until January 6th, and the convention takes place from January 14th to January 18th. So uh, without further ado, on to our episode. Thank you for joining us again in another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper for the evening, Keeper Michael, and I have assembled with me a cast of investigators as we continue the England chapter of Masks of Neolarthotep. Uh, to my right. It's Lonnie. I'm playing Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth. And uh, yeah, it's a quiet night in the English countryside. I'm sure there's nothing going on outside, right? To uh, to to his right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane. And it's right now it's storming outside. Yeah, it does seem to be. Um, the wind is a howling then uh, at the uh, at the end of the table. This is Jacob playing Jack Doyle. And yeah, something's howling. Maybe you just didn't get enough food to eat. Who knows, right? Uh, to uh, to Jack's right. This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tardenbach. And did everyone hear that? <laughs> Whatever do you mean, sir? <laughs> to the doctor's right. This is Tiffany. I play Maeve O'Shea. And I didn't hear anything. There's a book here. Right. right. You literally, all of your senses have lo- have left you. And now you only use your eyes to see the pages of said book. Uh, and last but most certainly not least. This is Alex. We'll be playing Simon Ronger. This massive house seems to be getting a lot smaller. Yeah, it's almost like something's pressing against the walls. We'll open the scene this evening back in the library of uh, Lord Arthur Vane inside Castle Plum. Uh, the investigators are sp- spread out a little bit, mostly on comfortable chairs or perusing the books on the walls and whatnot as the... Uh, Elder Vane and the younger Vane Lawrence are entertaining guests after dinner, having cigars, brandy, and uh, has come on the wind outside during a a storm, seems to have arisen. But uh, above that storm and and rain, there seems to have been a clear call of something most foul. And so my question is to the investigators, as the smoke continues to roll around the room from the cigars and the pregnant pauses and glances go back and forth between people who is the first to speak i'm not saying anything but i'm shoving a book towards simone you're attempting to be discreet about it yes okay i i will definitely assist her in being discreet about it you will probably have to yeah using the uh moment of tension as a distraction, I suppose. Or hoping that it assists. Okay. 
I'm watching Lord Vane's face and uh, would like a psychology roll, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. I'd also like a uh, sleight of hand roll from you, Simone. Yeah, let's see how this goes. I'm going to spend some luck on that. Probably a smart idea. Just five points. That's a 22 under 75. That's a hard success, sir. All right. So it's fairly it's fairly certain to you as the howls go out, one after another, at least two of them, you can tell. The Lord is, at first, it's more what he's not. He's not surprised. Everyone else in the room seems to be at least a little surprised, but Lord Vane is not surprised at all. He seems to take it in stride and almost act as if nothing has happened. And it's that few tense moments where other people are looking around or looking towards the windows, especially, that Lord Vane acts and he stands up from his chair. Well, I hope you all excuse me. I have duties to attend to. Uh, Lawrence, entertain our guests. He turns very swiftly on his heel and begins to make his way towards the door. I'll stand up and say, Lord Vane. Hmm, he stops. Yes, uh, Doyle, is it? Yes. We'll leave, head back to the village. But I want you to know that if we are experienced investigators and we've dealt with many, many strange things, nothing that anyone could tell us would surprise us. And it would never leave this room. But the choice is yours. He cocks his head a bit and says... I must tell you, sir, I'm not sure what you mean. Of course, I'm sure you don't. But if somebody was in a in a situation that they didn't know how to get out of, we might be their last best hope. Especially if innocent lives were at stake. He looks over the group a little bit. He seems to try to sum you all up a little bit. He looks at Simone for a moment, almost seems to study that area of the room, and then shakes his head again. I'm sure you're all very professional. Lawrence will see you out when it's time. And he turns and continues on his path. It takes him out of the study, and then you're left with Lawrence. When his eyes are off me, I finish buttoning my satchel. Probably a smart move. Jack, Lawrence looks at you and says, uh, can I uh, get you another drink? Certainly. He pours you another um, whiskey? (laughs) Yeah. He steps a little closer to you Jack as he's giving you the the drink and says if you could promise if you could swear to secrecy I'd like to enlist your help we uh we've seen things that no human being would believe we'll keep anything you may say an absolute secret he looks around the group that goes for all of you um I will uh move just kind of like slowly across the room and I'll go stand by the door. Um, is it open or closed after uh, Lord Vane left? It's closed for sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll just stand next to it. And I'll give him a nod. I'll also nod. There's a problem with my sister. It's uh, difficult to to truly believe any of it and I wouldn't have believed any of it unless I saw it with my own eyes. The Vane family was cursed years ago by by witches this curse 
rides along the feminine line of the Vane family. It hasn't expressed itself in a long time, but after Eloise's 21st birthday, she began exhibiting symptoms. Um, she got mad. She got angry far easier than any of us could remember. She lashed out at people. And when she lashed out at people, she hurt them. We have for some time tried to shelter her here within the home. There's a reason why she doesn't go out. There's a reason why she's not allowed to travel. There's also a reason why she's 21 and she's not betrothed to anyone. Her father doesn't think she has a future. But he's at a loss of what to do about her. All I know is the family line on her end is tainted. It goes back to, I think, 1608. It's, um, it has to do with Lady Evangeline Vane. She gave testimony at a witch trial. And at these witch trials, the witches of Bakewell, they cursed her. And every full moon, her and her line would change. The blood is unclean. This witch, her name was... Annie Stafford. She put the mark of the beast on Lady Vane. We've suffered under it ever since. My father went to some measures to ensure Eloise wouldn't hurt people after what happened last year. What sort of measures? Well, he crafted a place for her to reside in the basement. To any outsiders, it, would, it, it is sure to look cruel. It is sure to look horrid. But understand that my father has two choices to hold her here while he searches for a cure or to do the unspeakable to his daughter to my sister well from what I know there isn't a cure he doesn't seem shocked at all he nods in, in agreement with you and that's as far as we've gotten as well. And if I may be so bold, uh, has anyone uh, attempted to ask Eloise what she would like to do? Unfortunately, Eloise doesn't really remember what happens. When she becomes this beast, she doesn't... She has no memory of it. So you have attempted to hide it from her? No, she... She understands what's happening. She understands that she changes to and then back, but she doesn't understand what happens when she's that when she's turned into that thing. I've I, I've had talks with her. I've I spend time with her. I'm I'm her only friend. I do everything I can to help her cope. But we're at a loss as to what to do. Well uh there are other problems as well? Well, uh, the village, obviously, she's... We've done everything that we, we can think of to shelter the, the people from it. Well, what I am saying is, uh, regardless of what measure you take, there are others, there are more of these cursed. I have seen them. She doesn't have any other family members alive somewhere you don't know about, does she? No, 
I'm the end of the line. But it would seem that regardless of what you do, if she is uh, inflicted in this way, keeping her confined will not uh, be keeping the town any safer. If these others are prone to wandering, or they are drawn to her. Otherwise, why would they be here? I don't, I don't know, Mr. Grange. I have no idea. I must admit, uh, all of the books we see here are wonderful, but they're useless for any of this. I, we sought help with, with the church, with the vicar. Uh, he took some notes and he said he was going to contact some people to try to get some assistance, but it hasn't been forthcoming very quickly. I, to be honest, I think Vicar Stratton was much more interested in us rebuilding the church after the fire than helping cure Eloise. I don't trust him. And where is the girl now? She's down below. So what happened last night? What do you mean? I shiver. Well, I was attacked by something, and I would assume it was your sister, but... No. No, it couldn't have been her. She was, she was here the whole time. Mike? Yep. The doctor has pulled out his bag and is uh, checking his supply of the strongest sedative he has. Okay. I mean, uh, you have the you have the sheet that I sent you as far as sedatives go. You probably right. have an array of sedatives at this point. Um, I would imagine. Yet you haven't had to. You you refilled your doctor bag on the ship. Yes. And so you haven't had to use anything from it uh, at this point so far. So you should be topped up with all sorts of just you know, right? <laughs> cocktailish things. Uh, uh, all right. Well, I'm I'm thinking probably for the size of what they're describing, probably a large dose of something like morphine. Uh, I'm just making sure that I have it and have it ready, plus uh, my syringe. Make sure it's sharp and obviously, you know, have a hole and everything. Um, and then, if you don't mind, for science sake, I would like to take a small blood sample from your finger, please. For me? Yeah. Um, what, what for? Well, if I can get a blood sample from your sister, perhaps I can isolate something in the blood that is different. Do you understand? No, but uh, I I trust you're a professional. He kind of pulls up his sleeve. I'll just take a little lancet to his finger and enough to put on a slide. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Yeah, he takes it. He seems to take it well. He's... Don't shit. There's another howl, but this time... You hear it from inside the building. All of a sudden, Lawrence looks panicked. That's Eloise. He pushes people aside and begins coming straight for you, Sigmund. Or straight for you, Simon. Hmm. I will step aside and open the door. I'll hold it open long enough to get a nice long look at the group and um, indicate that I'm going to be following. I'm guessing he's taking off at a run. Yeah, he is beginning to pick up speed. Um, I will follow him. Okay. He heads uh, back downstairs. You see that there are some staff members who are out in the main section of the house, and they seem to be going for a specific room. Lawrence is not going that direction. He's going the opposite direction. What are the rest of the investigators doing? Not looking for a fight. That's fair. 
stepping out of the way in case Jack decides he wants to go uh, uh, and Lawrence wants to go that way as well. Well, I am going that way, so... Okay, anybody else? Is Lawrence staying as well? I was going to ask Maeve if there's anything that she saw in her studies about curing this this thing, whatever it is, or reversing the witchcraft or whatever causes it. But I was going to uh, stay with the ladies. Right, fair enough. Okay, so we'll pick it up with uh, Simone and, uh, and Jack as you hustle your way after Lawrence. Uh, he is no slouch physically. He's a young man in very good health, and uh, he knows where he's going. At least he seems to. He hustles his way through the ground floor portion of the home until he hits a stairway and then goes down. If she has escaped, what do you intend to do? I don't know. There shouldn't be a way to escape. We've tried to proof everything as best we can. I'm no blacksmith, but he uh, continues to cut until he gets to uh, a basement stairway. And then he continues to go down. And then you see that he's fumbling with a key in his pocket to open a door. He's looking through the uh, small window there. Uh, you can hear him call, Eloise, just, just stay where you are. Everything is okay. You hear the rattle of the lock until he finally opens the door and then he yanks it open and he steps in this. There's a long hallway uh, and then to on one side of this hallway there, there are doors. These seem to be older doors. In fact, the make of them is a little too old. They're much less wood and much more iron. And it really isn't until like you get a good look at it for half a second that you realize this is this is a dungeon. Of course it is. <laughs> These people. <laughs> in fact, it actually reminds you a bit of some of the cells that you'd seen in a previous life. Yeah. So we're in a narrow hallway and there's an escaped creature is what I'm is, is like what's going through my head. Um, and this lunatic's running in front of me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to slow pace a bit. And I know that he's calling out. I, I'm trying to keep an ear out for what might be beyond. I don't know how well we can see. Like, is there light down here? Yeah, there is light down here. It's not uh, by any means um, electric light. This is all uh, torches mm -hmm. down here. So you get a really earthy vibe uh, from this area. And uh, it's are, are there thick are there thick shadows? I guess that's what I'm asking. Absolutely. Okay, I get out my torch and I I light up this hallway. Okay. Because I don't need anything popping out of the shadows at us. Or he makes a left at the end of this hall. He calls her name again, and it's at that point you hear a rattle and a snap of metal, and his call gets very high pitched. Eloise, Eloise. You hear him almost almost shouting. You hear a roar from down here. And it echoes around the bounces around the hallway walls down here. Is in front of us? It is absolutely in front of you. And he's still running toward it. He is. Okay. I'm going to try to catch up to him. So you can catch him fairly simply. You move a little bit faster than he does. So you can catch up to him. Um, you do so just about the time that he gets to where he's planning to come to stop. He comes to a stop at a cell at the end of this shorter hallway. And the door to this sh cell at the short end of the hallway has been ripped off its hinges. And these are not like Fisher-Price hinges. Something yeah. did some serious damage to this. 
at one end of that cell, you see shackles on the wall, four of them, and they're empty. <laughs> the door well, smashed in or out? The door is smashed in. So something broke it from outside? Or it was yanked off from inside. He enters the cell. He seems to stop and look like towards the end of the cell, and then he uh, calls for a light. I need a light over here, quick! I, I bring the light over. You bring the light over, and you see at the end of the cell, there is some portion of this cell that has been scratched and ripped apart. And there's a like a entire piece of this wall that's been pulled down. Like a tunnel? And, like a tunnel. And as your light dips into that tunnel further and further, uh, you see that it goes on for some period of time. I give this this guy the most exasperated look I possibly can. We have to find her. Back to the library really quick. Those of you in the library hear another howl, and you hear some shouting, and then things have gone pretty quiet. I'm hiding behind a bookshelf. Well, they're all along the wall, so you can't hide behind them. Can I hide between them? No, no. This is a proper study. It's got, you know, all of them together. Then I'm hiding under the desk. <laughs> hey, I am not equipped to fight. Oh, actually, first what I'm going to do is I'm going to put Wolfsbane, like, um, under the door. Like, you know, like, in the gap of the floor and the bottom of the door. I don't know if it'll work, but I'm going to try it, and then I'm going to go hide. Okay. Mike, while she's hiding, I'm going to... I want to peruse the books fairly quickly. Is there a family history kind of a book, genealogy, yeah. something? Yeah. something? But it's that, not here. But it's not here. <laughs> Simone has it. Yeah, I was going to say, is it, if there was anything about the witch trials that he mentioned earlier, uh, are there, there any books are, about that? There, As you peruse, you can give me a library use if that's what you're going to do. Extreme success of three under four. Okay, so you give a quick peruse of, of some of these books and you narrow down the section where this stuff would be in. And you get all the way to the point where you think this book would be and you realize there's a book missing. Whoop. And, and Miss, Miss O'Shea, you watch him do this. Like, he finger traces the books, and he then puts his finger, like, in the empty slot. Like, hey, where is this book? I, I then turn and look directly at <laughs> Miss O'Shea. <laughs> and lock eyes with her. Raise an eyebrow. <laughs> and I, I look at you and go, Simone? Wunderbar. All right, well, at least we are all on the same page. Pun intended. Straighten back up. I would like to make an engineering roll. What are you making your roll for? Well, um, this is a proper castle, right? Yeah. Actual castle castle? And yeah. we have many tapestries. Yes, yes, <laughs> this room is... This room has a... This room has a patio... It does not have a patio. It has one, two, three, four windows. It has four windows, but they're large windows, right? I mean, it's, Fairly it's large, a study. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry. I'd like a room with two exits and smaller windows. I know anything about that sort of thing? I guess. Um, what What are you looking for? 
I'm looking for a better place to make a defensive stand from if there's something coming. Oh, oh, um, your best bet likely would be to, um, close or, or find a way to get furniture or, um, heavier items towards the door you came into and then give yourself a, a method of egress out the uh, out the door into the dining room which would lead to uh, the, the French doors to the gardens the gardens are super safe that's what so, I'm worried about is whatever yeah whatever it is is outside I would like to have an inside door that goes further inside and a way to block off ways of coming in from the outside. <laughs> so your, your best bet is either to choose the door that leads to the Great Hall, which could lead you deeper in if you wanted to, or choose the door that leads to the dining room, which could then lead to a back hallway uh, and corridor into deeper parts of the castle. Or the kitchen. Right. But you're going to have to pick. Yeah, let's head toward the kitchen. Okay. I will. So... You are going to actually physically head there, or you want to wall things off? Well, I don't think we can wall this off. I think it's just simply too well. So I'm going to tell everybody, you know, this conversation would go better in a more secure location. And I will uh, attempt to herd everybody with me into the dining room. Okay. Okay. It's better than standing still, I suppose, unless we run, you know, face to face creature help Maeve up off the floor and offer her my elbow okay so you guys are heading to the uh to the dining room very good back down in the dungeon i was gonna take a beat and try to figure out whether or not um did something come in this hole and then go out the other door or did something leave through this hole how would you how would you like to examine that it's a dungeon so i'm guessing the floors are like stone dirt I'm looking for tracks, basically. Like, did something come in here? Did something leave here? Where do they go? You determine two very important things from the tracks that are here. One, whatever she changes into physically is extremely powerful. Um, and it looks like she broke out of the shackles because the, the bands themselves have been stressed to the point where they broke. Mm -hmm. And it looks like she ripped apart the door or that she ripped the door off from the inside. You're not sure why, because her tracks don't ever lead out of this room. Mm -hmm. But the hinges seem like they were stressed from force put inside. So like okay. the latching mechanism on the door, you can tell which way that metal bends. It bends inside. Sure. Maybe it's an act of defiance. Oh, I mean, I'm sure that she's not happy. But her, her steps definitely go out the tunnel. Okay. She uh, most definitely went this way. I'm going to turn to the uh, young lord. You should go upstairs and secure the uh, man manor house. We'll follow your sister. Are you sure? I'm willing to help. Well, there is one problem. Uh, we uh, we did encounter one of these previously, and I'm hoping that you had to put uh, more than a few bullets into that creature to get it to run away from you, no? Yeah. We have no means to defend ourselves if we were to encounter her. I need to tell my father she's gotten out. That'll be my first order of business. He uh, steps between you and back out the hallway towards the uh, stairways upstairs. I can probably track her if we need, but uh, are we really trying to stop her from getting? She's already on their own. Well, we can't just let her go to the village. I look back at the door. I don't know if I necessarily believe that uh, she knows nothing when she has changed. This kind of rage, this uh, imprisonment, that sensation must carry over. 
I would be more concerned if she were to encounter the, perhaps a captors. Yeah. I definitely don't want the, either of them out there. I can uh, head out this passage and make it to the road uh, if you want to gather the others and make our way outside because uh, she is either going to stay on the castle grounds or she is going to leave. But I doubt she is going to jump off that cliff. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right, I definitely hand him, I hand him a satchel. Make sure to uh, pass this to Maeve and I'll take the flashlight and start heading down the tunnel. All righty. We will rejoin the uh, dining room as you all get kind of corralled back into the dining room by uh, by Lawrence. You see some of the uh, members of staff are a couple members of staff here are a little surprised to see you. And uh, soon after that, they come over and ask if they can get you anything. Would you like any tea or uh, perhaps uh, if there's anything I can do for you? Cup of tea sounds wonderful. Thank you. I just dumb face the doctor like for real. Grins. <laughs> Not a big grin, just a kind of a smug grin. Does she leave to go get the tea? She does. Good, she's out of the room. Now, why are we in the dining room? Uh, ask the, uh, man with the, uh, plan. Oh yeah, I was, I'm looking directly at Lawrence when I say, or... I look at the table. Are the settings still there, or have they taken the, the silverware away? No, they've, they've taken the settings away. Damn it. They're doing their job. I was gonna steal those. <laughs> yes, actually, actually I was. And they're tiny soaps, too? Uh, no, but uh, having actual silverware, Werewolf, hello? Yeah, that's You did true. say something about silver? Yes, I did. I'm still not convinced that we are having a werewolf. The way he described the story, I mean, maybe. It has been described as a curse before, but I don't know if any person can curse you with it. Look. Not that I've read, anyway. Whether or not it's real or not if it is real there's no harm in being prepared if it's not the case we have conventional means but we saw what it did to jack i would like to err on the side of caution well of course i am always in the favor of caution then let's get some forks i i'm what silver <laughs> oh i i see okay but i'm wondering perhaps if it is something that is coming down in the female side of the family. I wonder if it is an illness? I don't I don't know. I, I had to give the book to Simon because he could steal things better than I can. Truly a skill you need to improve on. I do. Now the doctor gives her a very droll dry look. <laughs> <laughs> they come back with your tea. Uh, here you are. Wunderbar, thank you very much. Now, um, may I ask you a question, uh, Fraulein? Yes, yes. The sound that we heard earlier, the howling, does that happen often? She slowly, but noticeably, stops smiling. You can tell me I am a doctor. In fact, here, we will walk over here if you do not wish to say it in front of them. But you understand I am a medical profession, and anything you tell me is in strict confidence, especially if someone is ill. Her bottom lip like starts quivering. Oh, mein Gott, Fräulein. Do not be sad. You can tell me I am a doctor. Lord, Lord Vane's daughter is sick. We had heard as much, and I am very sorry to hear that. Does it 
doesn't concern you. Have you ever seen it with your own eyes? No, 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 no. I, I, I just know that they have a. They they take care of her each month. I wonder if you would be so kind. Can you show me to the young lady's uh, boudoir? I would like to see if there is anything there, perhaps, that precipitates the change, that uh, you know exacerbates the situation. If you understand what I am saying. Oh, of course, of course. She. She begins leading you out of the room. I turn, look over at Maeve and Lawrence. I will be right back, don't worry. You better be. Jack, you're heading back upstairs to the study? Yeah. I give Maeve a smile before I walk off. When you get to the study, Jack, no one's there. No, of course not. It's all to make your life difficult. Well, you gotta be right here somewhere. It doesn't take you terribly long. You actually come back out really quick into the great room and you see one of the staff leading Sigmund upstairs. Ah, Jack. Uh, one moment, Fräulein. Where is everybody? They are down in the dining room. Uh, Lawrence... Uh, ah, okay. Um, yeah, he seemed to think it was a better place to be in. I don't know why. Uh, but him and Maeve are down there. I'm going to check the girl's bedroom for any oddities or things that, you know, happen during the change. Uh... Just to let you know, it's uh, sh she is not where she's supposed to be. Raise an eyebrow. Ah, uh, do you mean she is not downstairs? Yeah. Okay, well then you should go find the others in the dining room, and I will be down in just a few moments. Yeah. All right, Fräulein, lead on, please. She leads you upstairs. On the second level of the house, she leads you down a hallway until you get to a bedroom door. She opens it. I would be extremely careful to not worry for a line. And, of course, if it would ever get you in trouble, I was never here. Of course. And uh, I enter the... I very quietly enter the girl's bedroom and take a look around. It actually reminds you quite a bit of some of the bedrooms you saw when you were a kid in the sense of the fineries and um, the luxury item. There's... Quite a bit here that would make a wonderful young lady's bedroom. Everything from the clothes available to the sheets, uh, etc. Everything seems to have a place. I'm checking nightstands next to the bed for journals, uh, dream journals, anything like that. A diary. There's no dream journal, but you do come across a couple of items which are very interesting. Hmm. One of which is a hairbrush. Now, when you met her at dinner, Eloise has beautifully blonde, long hair. Uh, she's, she's very pretty. Um, hmm. But in her brush, there does seem to be a couple of darker uh, hair threads. I take a couple of each kinds of hair and put them into like an envelope for samples. Sure. What else? The other thing that you notice and more strikingly is the fact that there is a beautiful silver cross on her bedside. I'm not a thief, but in this case, erring on the side of safety, I go ahead and scoop it up and put it in my pocket. So you're not a thief, but... Uh, well, I mean, if it def I will give it back and say I found it. Um, I don't plan on <laughs> keeping it, but it's odd to me 
that she owns a silver necklace, but it is laying here. So mm-hmm. I'm take it out. Is uh, look at it closely. Is it engraved? It is. Uh, look, it is. look at it under the light uh, closely. Um, it says, "With all my love, your father." It's too sentimental. Even in the case of uh, danger, I feel bad losing it. So uh, I'll put it on her nightstand, making mental note that she left it here. No diary on either side or, you know, under the bed? Uh, No, you don't see any written works by her at this point. Okay. Anything out of place in this room, anything that strikes me as odd, just kind of take take a moment to to she seem you said everything seems in its place everything has a place is there anything that seems weirdly out of place or uh like it's been moved or uh, you know that kind of a thing no no not that you see where would a young girl keep it secret if she had one under her mattress i was just gonna check the bed uh, I look under the pillows. Uh, you used to mention the sheets around the mattress. Check under the mattress as well. You eventually do find a small collection of papers housed in a journal. Ah, fantastic. Wunderbar. This is what I was looking for. Was it under the pillow or was it under the it mattress? Was, it, it was under the mattress. Okay. All right. So it takes me a few minutes of fluffing pillows and looking under things. Right. As you do as a doctor, fluff pillows and whatnot. Right, yeah, it's what I'm used to. All right, well, I put that. I definitely put that in my pocket for now. Uh, I don't have time to look for it and leave the room because I feel really weird being in here in the first place. I head back downstairs. I am going to move the camera down to a very dark and dingy tunnel, which uh, Simone is beginning to crawl his way through. This tunnel is quite a bit longer than you'd expected. Um, it probably goes on for six, six and a half, seven meters for it eventually, from what your torch shows, eventually butts up against something. I will uh, continue. I'm not moving very quickly, but I'm not moving very slowly. I'm, I'm more focused on making sure that there's only one, it seems like there's only one way out of here, right? Yeah, you haven't seen any other further like cisterns or, or like you haven't seen any turns or if it has to end somewhere then I'll just keep following it I'm trying to remain more aware of my surroundings and um, what may or may not be lurking beyond the light of the torch probably not a bad idea um, actually and it's it's probably pitch in here right there's, yeah, no, yeah. there's no lights other than the yeah no there's no lights okay. there's actually quite, quite a bit of a, a, a musk in here too does it smell like death? <laughs> uh, it's no, well, it doesn't smell like death. It smells like animal musk almost. Well, it smells like death to me right now. I creep on. Okay. You get to the end of this tunnel and there appears to be a wall. Get dead ends. Track stop here. They stop. Yes. And there's just a wall here. Yep, looks like an old brick wall. I'll shine the flashlight like around up, kind of scratch my scratch my head a bit. <laughs> Why don't you give me a spot roll? I will give you advantage because you were looking with a torch. I'll take the forty-five or fifty. Uh, um, given that you got the torches as a, as a 
pretty bright tool, you see that there seems to be a mechanism on the floor. It's very small. It's almost indiscernible for some of the other dark rocks and dirt that are here, but it seems to be an inset rock. Okay. I guess I will fiddle with it while looking over my shoulder at all all times. (laughs) You fiddle with it a little bit. It eventually depresses. Yeah, I probably Um, start and like take a step back. (laughs) Right. It depresses. And when it depresses and you step back, the rock, the the brick wall itself moves up. And it's at that point you see that the tunnel continues. And the tracks as well? Actually, you lose the tracks mostly because it goes from being dirt to being brick. Okay. But there's still, I mean, unless she can go through walls, which I won't rule out necessarily, she had to come this way. And what's bothering me now is like, if she's supposed to be some mad creature, how would she know to stop to press this button? (laughs) I'll shake it off. Log that one away for later. And now that I'm not tracking a, a creature, I'm tracking like person, I will probably be even more paranoid uh, because she's scared and angry. You continue on. I will get back to you in a minute. In the dining room, uh, Sigmund returns, as does Jack. Um, so, Jack, you see your compatriots in the dining room. There's a cup of tea there that I don't think anybody's <laughs> drinking now. Oh, no, I took my tea with me. Uh, so she's escaped. Now is not the time for snacks. That was some serious non sequitur stuff. Simone is uh, tracking her right now. We, if she's heading to the village, we need to stop her. I, I walk into the kitchen. He comes in and explains that, and you continue just walking out. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> just want to be sure. Yep. Well, you walk into a corridor, and then eventually find the kitchen. Anyone in the kitchen? Yes, service staff. Can I help you, sir? Oh, sorry, I was looking for the for the bathroom. Uh, big place. Oh, uh, if you would just... Uh, I can show you where it's at if you'd like. Absolutely. Walks you to the bathroom. Uh, Sigmund, you get to the dining room. Ah, wunderbar. Jack? Where is Simone? He's tracking her right now. Ah, yes, she escaped. Okay, um, you should go... go catch up with him. I don't want him there alone with that. We will follow up behind you. I may have found something that I, but I need to look into it first. Maeve, here's the, uh, the bag with the book in it. Oh, sweet. I'm gonna just sit down at the dining room table and start scanning for what I need to know. Okay, so you're pretty fast, Reed, so we'll give you a couple of minutes. They do take you to the bathroom, Lawrence. It's fairly simple to find, but they after they take you to the bathroom whenever you're wrapped up in there uh, you do find that there is a member of staff waiting for you when you get out yeah I just walk back to the dining room yeah. interior cursing okay you arrive back you see uh, Mavis thumbing through a book fairly quickly and um, well, Jack and Sigmund are in conversation when Florence comes back in I gesture for him to follow Jack. You should go. You should take him as well. All hands on deck. You know. Yeah. We got one gun between the three of us, but hey. Good luck. Yeah. So I'm going to double time it. 
Um, Mike, do I have my revolver in my doctor bag? Probably. One moment, Jack. I hand it to, I fish it out and hand it to Jack. It's not the best, but it will service. It will do. I give it to, uh, Loris doesn't, you don't have one of your guns, do you? I couldn't show you in front of staff, now could I? (laughs) (laughs) Pulls out a howitzer. (laughs) (laughs) The whole damn howitzer. You know that scene in Red Dawn? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Mike, I then sit down at the table across from uh, Maeve and begin reading the book I found upstairs. Okay. Um, speed reading. Speed reading. Well, as, as fast as I can absorb it. Yeah. Both of you are speed reading. Only one of you is really good at it, though. <laughs> right. I guess I want to know, Jack and Lawrence, you guys are heading outside then? Yeah. Okay. When you guys get into the Great Hall, as you're heading out, you see Lawrence and his father, Lord Vane, coming down the stairs. Um, they both seem very concerned. Lawrence flags you guys down before you leave and says I don't know what uh, you're, you're planning but um, I would just ask you to be cautious we don't want anyone else hurt absolutely we just want to make sure she doesn't go to the village you see Lord Vane nod it's a regrettable situation there's hasn't been many ways to solve it you understand I trust you'll be able to keep this from getting out of hand we'll do everything we can Mike can I catch up with them in the in the, like the the foyer basically before they hit the door? Yeah. Okay. I hobble out as quickly as my legs will carry me. Jack, one more thing. Yes. Here, if you can, um, because it is still a girl, and we want to if we can take her alive. I, I press the syringe full of morphine into his hand. We stab him with morphine. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> there. Now you can't hurt her. Ha ha ha. No. Man down. Man down. <laughs> you see Lord Vane shift a bit when you say if. If you can take her alive? This well, is my daughter. we are do everything we can. That is why I'm giving, the sedative, giving him this sedative. We want to take her alive. We want to do everything we can to get this girl as much help as we possibly can. I wish you both luck, uh, We've had a few instances of having to track her in the past. She's quicker than you might think. Does she have oh, yeah. uh, a pattern? Does she go familiar places? Sometimes she goes up to the tour. Sometimes she goes down to the village. I have noticed recently that she's gone beyond the tour. There's um, there's other places in and around here that she used to go on horseback years ago. Mostly, she stuck to the, the village and its surrounding area. Go quickly, then. Lawrence, you're not you're not uh, visibly armed, right? No. Lawrence Vane steps towards um, the foyer area to uh, toward a closet and retrieves a shotgun. There's uh, birdshot in this, but uh, it'll scare her if it needs to. Thank you. Don't let Lillian see that. The two of you uh, move on. Sigmund, you're going back to your uh, reading material. Yep, going back to the to the dining room to sit down and uh, finish my cup of tea and fin- read this book I found. Speaking of reading, 
Maeve, you are able to glean fairly quickly some of the information that's within this small tome. It's not very thick. It's more of a public record journal written into a family history book. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems that uh, this lady, um, Evangeline Vane, gave a testimony at a trial of two women that were accused of witchcraft. And these witches were known as the witches of Bakewell. The evidence that she gave led to a sentencing of these young women to be hanged until dead. So that legend says that one of this, these witches, Anne Stafford, and uh, put this mark of the beast on all of the daughters of the Vane family. And this journal goes into detail about what happened afterwards. And so this goes into uh, the uh, Lady Vane's records on what happened to her children who were subsequently cursed and affected by this working. And it goes through a rather harrowing account of her losing two of her three daughters to this mark after they came of age. That they were gone in other areas of England, that they had families of their own, and then all of a sudden, as they got older, they began to change. That families were upended. In one case, one of her daughters killed her own family, ripped them apart piece by piece, uh, and then has been lost to the countryside ever since. This is, I mean, hundreds of years ago. And while the record isn't necessarily grisly details, it is a pretty shocking account of what's gone, what's what's happened to the Vane family. Okay, do they describe like what kind of creature they turn into, or they do describe it? Not so much detail, but they get these hulking physical forms they grow claws um, but you don't ever see them called werewolves they're never called anything even close to that they're called beasts basically for lack of a better term dark beasts Uh, you also see something that makes you a little more curious you see Every couple of generations or so in this book, you see that the mark skips from female to male. And what it leads you on is a deduction that it isn't the female line of the Vane family that's cursed. It's the whole family. Right, which would explain why we saw more than one. Yep. And where is Lawrence and Arthur? Where are they physically? Yes. You assume that they're in the house. I'm going to look up at tap Sigmund's book okay, so that he looks up at me. Yeah. It's all of them. That is distressing, but not a surprise. Well, it looks like it'll go between generations and it'll be the male or female. So one can only assume that either all three of them here are afflicted or that Arthur is because we've seen... Lawrence on full moon or it's the two kids it's really hard to say there isn't like an accurate representation here but it does affect everyone not just the women now we're going to move back to our uh, dungeon hidey hole excursion uh, with Mr. Granger so you continue your progress on this stone floor 
and it eventually leads to a relatively uh, cave-like structure. So you kind of spit yourself out eventually into a cave. It's not very big. Like a natural cave? Yes. Okay. It's not very big. And you can see, just by shining the torch around, uh, that there is some definite markings on the floor in the center of the cave. And they seem to kind of go in circles a couple of times. Okay. It ends in like, is it like a like an enclosed cave? Are there any other openings? Well, when you look up, what you see is there seems to be some sort of opening at the top of this. Probably, it's probably about 15 feet up there. But there is definitely something that has been moved aside. And you can see... Give me a spot hidden roll. Uh, 30 out of 50. Oh, yeah. That that looks like the inside of a mausoleum. Gotta be kidding me. So the opening in the ceiling of this cave goes into the mausoleum? Looks like it, yeah. Do I think that did something... Did this thing, like, jump up there? You don't see any other way other than climbing on the cave walls to get up there, which isn't impossible by any means. Oh, well, yeah, I was thinking, okay, all right, yeah. You could probably do it if you were so bold. Well, if I know that this goes out to the mausoleum, it's a 15-foot 15, 15 ceiling? Yep. Okay, it's not like that dangerous of a fall. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep pace, so I'll, like, hitch the flashlight into my suspenders and crack my knuckles and try to find a good handhold. Okay. Climbing up the first probably six to eight feet is not difficult at all. There's more than enough handholds and footholds for you to get into position. It's really like the point of no return for your body weight and height where you're going to have to exert some skill to get up the rest of the way. Physical strength. Or climb? Yeah. Fingers crossed. Oh my goodness. Okay, so it's, it's just a failure. Um, so there's two things that could happen. You could tell me how you're going to you're going to exert extra effort and you could make you could push the roll and pushing the roll allows you to roll again. Or you could accept a simple failure. It's not a critical failure because you're not a ninety-four is not a ninety-six, so that's helpful. So it's not a critical failure, which means I could try again. Uh, you could try again. I will uh curse to myself a bit, <laughs> try to get my my nerves right uh do a couple couple huffs and puffs and then i will give it another go okay up oh, there we go 14 over 40 14 over 40 so you dig deep and remember that this is whatever this case is this is what elias wanted he wanted to get to the bottom of this and um, using him as a bit of a focusing tool and his your desire to to make sure that right is done by him, um, you find your handholds and footholds enough to scurry up into, well, a mausoleum. I'm so excited to be here. Aren't we all? Uh, and it's really when you come into this mausoleum where the smell of death hits you. There are several carcasses in this mausoleum. Uh, they're animal. That you're sure of. There's a sheep over there for sure. 
and there are a couple of what appear to be felines in the corner. Sure. Um, the bones here have begun to pile up, and it looks like, just from your cursory glances, that there must be at least two or three things feeding on things in here. Well, there's evidence that this is their, for lack of a better term, this might be their home. Hmm. Now, the mausoleum is not very big. You can see the door that you've been on the other side of. Is it open? Yes, it is. This time it's fairly wide open, actually. Okay. Well, I will thank, thank my luck that there is nothing else in here that's moving. I'm only seeing animal remains. At this point, yeah, that's all. I mean, you haven't done any in-depth looking, but you don't see any bodies. You don't see any human bodies. They're all, I mean, it's not like they're going anywhere anyway, so uh, I believe... If, okay. I, if I really need to figure out whether or not there's a extra body count attached to this place, that's something we can take up much later. Assuming we live, so I will scurry outside um, and try to pick up, try to pick up the trail on the grounds. And if it diverges horribly from the road, I'll just kind of get a bead on like the direction it would be. You know, like it's it's bearing, but I'm going to ha- start heading toward the the road, basically the rendezvous point. Okay. Jack and Lawrence are outside now. Are you the two of you heading towards the village directly? No, we're going to look. We're going to see if we can hook up with uh, Simone first. Okay. The the two groups of, or the the three of you, I should say, come together fairly quickly. I mean, the area surrounding the estate itself, beyond the mausoleum and beyond Castle Plum, isn't very large. There's basically three to four quote unquote zones where one is the castle, the other is the mausoleum, the third is the gardens. And there's also a place for horses. Uh, but it's a, the stable here is relatively small. Um, and just by, by the nature of being outside and uh, there being torchlight around, uh, it's not too difficult to track one another down because you're in the same area. Are there, are the horses out? Are there horses? Uh, there are no horses here currently in the stables. You see uh, two vehicles. Simone, you can see Jack and uh, Lawrence on the grounds now. It looks like Lawrence has a shotgun. That's not surprising, but um, okay. You don't know <laughs> me, man. <laughs> no, I t- <laughs> Loaded Larry. Um, so have I, I was I able to, to pick up the trail again or? Um, go, why don't you give me a track roll? 52 out of 60. You are able to pick up the trail. It, there's some definite spots here in the mud where you see a couple of different sets of tracks. Okay, so at some point, the others are the others showed up as well. Then at somewhere yeah, looks like it. Can I tell which way they're going? Like, are they just going for a romp? Are they beelining? <laughs> like, well, from everything that you've uh, seen, at least from the visual that you got of them. Yeah, I watch them. I watch them scamper off you think that they are a lot faster than you first thought they were. Uh, you would probably say that they, they could probably move at a fair clip if they needed to. Okay, but they are. it looks like they're leaving the grounds then? Yeah, it looks like they're going um, in the direction of the tour. So the sides of the road, are, are they wooded? I don't remember. Remember, it's a 200-foot drop back to... Oh, right, right, so they have to take the road. Well... Well, they don't have to, I suppose. They don't have to. <laughs> So as soon as I see Jack and uh, it's just Jack and Forsyth. Yeah, the tracks go south. 
Uh, if I had to guess, I would say uh, she is heading toward uh, the tour, and she is not alone. Oh, good. Here, here's a revolver. <laughs> Take he it. Puts a gun in your hand. I check. I make sure it's loaded. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. You actually you adjust the the cylinder a little bit because it it feels like maybe it hasn't been cleaned recently. Does it smell like the doctor? <laughs> it does smell. Why does it smell like antiseptic? I don't understand. All right, so the three of you are heading off in the direction of those tracks. Well, uh, if uh, they are heading toward the tour, that uh, doesn't necessarily put them in vicinity of the, uh, the village, no? No, but we should still follow them and see where they go. Might become important later. Yeah, I'll take my pocket watch. Uh, what time is it? Uh, just by your watch, it's about uh, half nine, so about 9.30. I, I can only recommend that we get close enough to verify that they are not going too far, or if they are... Uh, because uh, this will be over by the time the sun comes up, no? Yeah. They went this way. Well, where are the uh, the others? Uh, we left them inside. I think it's best that way. I don't think right. there is any uh, further reason for us to stay here on the grounds. I don't trust this place. I think they're probably safer inside than out here. With the uh, man who locked his Delta in the dungeon and his uh, complicit uh, son. They're doing the best they can. I side-eye you a bit after saying that one. Who would you go to for help in this situation? My concern is that uh, this girl has no say in what is happening to her or what uh, what is to be done. She's simply a victim. Everybody's a victim here. But not all of us are made victims by our parents. I'm more worried about which, which uh, villager is next to die, frankly. Well, the trail leads this way. Let's go. And that seems like a wonderful place to call it. So we are hot on the trail of Eloise Vane. Uh, I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters for their assistance and their love. Um, If you are not a member of our Patreon, you can check us out at patreon.com slash the old ways podcast. The show is always free. So that's a super helpful thing. So um, we want to thank you again for listening and we will get back with you next week.